If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly. Another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I'm your host, Patty Parlays, and joining me as always, the man who's never lost, rocking the fresh L.A. cap, Tyler. Tyler, welcome in. Thank you, sir. Uh, I will try to fill in for Dizzle today. He can't come in. Things happen. You need to get like some WD-40 or something for that chair, man. That thing is squeaky as F, man. Free chair, man. (laughs) Hey, you know, free is free, right? Free is free. I'm sorry. The people come for the squeaks. Ah, see that? that That's next level thinking I was not thinking about. So, all right, Tyler, as we kind of discussed previously, the NBA trade, de- trade deadline has come and gone, and it was a very active trade deadline. The NBA trade deadline might be the best trade deadline in all of sports. It was wild today. We saw some actual big names move at the trade deadline for once. Yeah. Uh, Celtics very active today. Pacers, Probably. I mean, Pacers were active not today, but just in general they were active. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's go over some of these trades. Um, obviously, we won't be able to hit all of them. We're just going to hit the big name ones. It's not on the list because it hadn't happened yet when I made the episode notes, but we got to talk about the Ben Simmons, James Harden trade. I mean, obviously that's the biggest, the most important, the biggest deal. Um, initial, initial thoughts from you on that trade. I mean, they gave up a ton to get James Harden. Uh, looks like it says Ben Curry, or Ben Curry, Ben Simmons, <laughs> Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first round picks. Yep. That's a pretty big haul. I mean, James Harden not having his best season either, but I mean, it gets you off of Ben Simmons, I guess. So this, this trade is one of those weird ones, right? Because we know what player Ben Simmons has been in the past or what Ben Simmons can be, but basically the Sixers traded a roster spot and some cash for James Harden, right? I mean, Ben Simmons was of no worth or value to the 76ers if he stayed on the team past the trade deadline. I mean, I wouldn't say a roster on some cash. Seth Curry's been a pretty good player. No, I'm just saying from a Ben Simmons uh, perspective. Yeah. You're basically anyone that's like, well, you know, the 76ers got screwed. Well, Ben Simmons was of no value to them. No, they were they were paying him too. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't hate this move for either team, but I will say I was surprised at the haul the nets got for James Harden. I mean, getting Ben Simmons, Seth Curry and two first round draft picks. I mean, that's a pretty good all. And then even Drummond Drum- Drummond's a serviceable big. Yeah. Uh, Drummond will probably be their starter at center now too. Right. I mean, so they essentially got, you know, what would be three starters on a lot of teams. And then two first-round draft picks, too. Right. So, I I think it's hard to argue that the Nets didn't win that trade, but at the same time, I don't think the 76ers necessarily uh, were in the wrong with the move they made. Um, I kind of have some questions on what happens now with Ben Simmons, though, because, like, you know, he hasn't been playing, and his excuse was mental health that 
you know, so he could get paid. But I mean, if he just comes back now, suddenly the trade's gone, and oh, I can play. Doesn't mention it like this. That's a pretty big slap in the face to mental health and you know mental health awareness, which is something like even the NFL that's normally you know a few years behind on social causes. That's one of the things they've been promoting big this year. Like it kind of seems like that's a bad look if he can just suddenly play again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I was I was trying to see this because I saw this. Um... I saw this earlier, and it that something said that like the Nets are looking forward or like hoping to get working with Ben Simmons to get him in a right mental space to be able to play basketball. So it sounds like you know they were kind of prepared for this. Could this all just be a smokescreen and saying he actually just didn't want to play for the Seventy Sixers? Who knows? We'll we'll come to find that out. But you're absolutely right. We don't know if even Ben Simmons will be mentally ready to play or be able to play anytime soon. And I don't think he should just magically be able to play. Like, if he, like I said, that just be like mental health. That's a cause that I, you know, mental health awareness. That's a cause I really care about. And like, I know I'd be offended if, some, you know, if he came back day one and suddenly like, oh yeah, no, I'm like I'm good now. Like, yeah. I just think that'd be kind of like a slap in the face to anyone that, you know, struggles with mental health or has friends or family that struggle with mental health. 100%. And not only, like, at first I was like, well, if he comes back within the next week and starts playing, that's bad. But then it's like, even if he comes back in the next month, that's still pretty much a slap in the face to, you know, mental health or anything like that. Right. Cause like, it's just, like, if it comes out that he was just – which a lot of people do think he's just using that as an excuse because that way he didn't have to play and he got to collect his paychecks. Right, right. So, like, you know, if he comes out and plays, like, I just, I don't see how that would be, like, that'd just be a bad look for the NBA in general to allow that. For sure, for sure. I, I imagine if he does come back, like, relatively soon, I imagine he will get fined pretty heavily by the NBA. But, again... We don't know. It's all speculation at this point, but uh, the the big names moved there. Another big name, Tyler, that really kind of shocked me that got traded today, our boy Porzing God got traded to the Washington Wizards. What that full trade was. Uh, Do you have it on you? Uh, I know it was uh, Dinwiddie and uh, Dinwiddie for... uh, so it's Porzing God and a future second round pick to the Wizards, and then the Mavericks get Dinwiddie and Bertans, Davis Bertans. I mean, I may still be thinking about Porzingis and his prime next days, but like that seems kind of like a pretty good deal. I can't. I, mean, I can't believe that the Mavericks were willing to part ways with him. I thought things were going okay there. I mean, they've been a pretty decent team this season. I I just wonder if. Uh, him and Luca just haven't been, you know, gelling so much. I mean, it could be like a, a LeBron situation where LeBron gets people off his team if he doesn't like them. You know, Luca's a franchise player. Maybe he didn't like him and said, hey, hey, Mark Cuban, this guy stinks. Get him out of here. And yeah. I mean, because it's, I mean, they're not really filling his position with either of the players they got back. So, no, 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 no. I don't see how that makes them better. Who, the Mavericks? Yeah. 
I think Dinwiddie was underutilized and underperforming a little bit in Washington. I know in his days in Brooklyn, like, he could ball out and show out, like, you know, at any given game. But I wonder if uh, the the Mavericks were just looking for a better ball handler. I believe their, star- their starting point guard, I believe, was Jalen Brunson. Um, I mean, Jalen Brunson's been good, though, hasn't he? He's been serviceable. I don't know about good, but I, I would think Dinwiddie would be a step up, or maybe they even go – Dinwiddie and Brunson together just because I think I know uh who is it Hardaway's been hurt um so maybe they're looking for another two guard to you know go with them but I thought that was a surprising trade usually a player of Porzingis's status usually there's rumors or talking about it you know ahead of time I felt like this one kind of came out of left field he may not be the player you know is he may have never met the potential everyone thought he would but I mean it's still tough to find a seven foot three, you know, guy that can spread their, you know, stretch the court a little bit and potentially can play some defense. He's his efforts a little hit or miss, but gotcha. Yeah. He has the tool. He has all the tools to be a good player. Yep, I agree. Let's uh, let's transition to your team now, Tyler. The Celtics, like you said, the Celtics were very active uh, today, in particular for the trade deadline. Um, I think there was probably one trade you liked, one trade you didn't like, or uh, how, how are you feeling about them? I, overall, I think I like it. Liked it. I mean, I feel like the Derek White trade, Derek White's a great player. We've got about right. No one's out there. The ring didn't, didn't come on, but uh, back to the normal. Uh, Derek White's a good player. Uh, and giving up Langford, who hasn't really been great. He's been a good defender. Richardson has actually been pretty solid, shot above 40% this year. And a first-round pick for this year, in which not very heavily protected top four, so there's pretty much I mean, no unless, chance. Yeah, unless the Celtics just lose out from here on out, like they're not, you know, that pick's gone. And a 20-28 pick swap. Yeah, the San Antonio can exercise. It just seems like a lot to give up for a guy that I mean, he'll probably be like six man, wouldn't he? Yeah, but I mean, the Celtics could really use shooting, and Derek White's having a terrible shooting year. I was gonna say he d- he's not who I think of when you think of a shooter. I mean, he's I mean he has shot well in the past, but I think this year is three points, like maybe thirty one percent, I believe. Um. The other move, I mean, getting Daniel Tice back, pretty solid. I was going to say, your guy Daniel Tice, I mean. I mean, that's a solid. He, you know, he was a starter last year on the team. and They got rid of Enos Canner, who hasn't really been on the court or a factor. He's almost been a distraction more than anything with his off-court stuff. Please, Enos, freedom. Freedom. Please. Yeah, I'm sorry. Enos Canter, freedom. <laughs> uh. You know, just to get a serviceable big back there, that's good. I mean, and Schroeder wasn't getting like, much playing time, right? I think they were safe, making sure he didn't get hurt because yeah. they knew. I mean, when they signed him this offseason, I think everyone knew he was getting traded. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, expiring deal. He's, I mean, he's a better player than this contract was for this year too. So they knew they weren't going to have. You know, they knew he wasn't going to be on the team next year. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna get paid more in the off season than he got this year, like five million. I mean, 
players that don't even see the court ever get paid five million in the NBA. So yeah, I mean overall, you know, he was gone. They picked up White, who can play the point guard. So now they have, you know, they have Smart and White, you know, ready to go. Is Derek White the point guard? I thought he was a forward. No, he's a guard. Son of a gun! I totally told uh, Paul that my coworker that he was a forward, and I was totally wrong. No, I mean he's a he's a combo guard, but he can. I mean he moves the ball pretty well. Okay, you see him. Uh, I'll have uh, to mention that to him tomorrow that I was wildly wrong. Yeah, I mean, let me pull up his stats for this year. Yeah, he's listed as a point guard. Um, he's averaging. 14.4 points, 3.5 rebounds, 5.6 assists. So, I mean, he is 22nd in the NBA in assists per game, which is not bad considering he plays, you know, he played in San Antonio with DeJounte Murray, who's right. a heck of a player. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Um, and then I, I do want to touch on this because this might come into play a little bit later. Uh, CJ McCollum to the Pelicans for Josh Hart and a bunch of other people. Um we will see tonight how this goes for the Pelicans. It was just announced that C.J. McCollum is active tonight for the Pelicans. Um, and the Blazers pretty much traded everyone else in this trade except for uh, Josh Hart. But uh, like I mentioned to you earlier, Tyler, you know, the Pelicans are actually in the playoff race. So I, I don't hate this move for them. Um, I'm not really sure where they're going, though. Like, are you really trading that many assets to ensure a play-in game spot. Well, fair, but you have to also think about like the different types of teams, right? A lot of times we're like, all right, you know, the Nets, 76ers, they're always at the top, like they're playing to win a championship. So these teams like the Pelicans, the Rockets, the Magic, you know, they're hoping to get into the playoffs, whether it is just in the uh, play-in game or whatever. So um, I, I think they're trying to show one Zion that they care about this team. They're trying to win now. They're not trying to build for the future, but also, you know, they have Jonas Valanciunas. They have Brandon Ingram. They have Devonte Graham. You know, they have a serviceable starting lineup. So I, I, I think they're trying to make a playoff push and make it at least interesting this year. I mean, is that all basically an effort to say, Hey, Zion, we're trying it, hey, I again, I don't know. It could be. I mean, you got to think they're gonna they got to try something. I don't know. Is Zion even gonna play like ever again? <laughs> no, I mean they're in a tough spot because they have to pick up his option. They're either turn down or pick up his option soon, right? And yeah, I, I mean, I would think so. And when um, he plays, he has been good. Oh no! If he plays, he's fantastic. I mean, there's there's no debating that. But I mean, I'm surprised we haven't seen him yet this year. Um, I'm, I don't know, man. That's, that's crazy. All right. I don't know. The trade just seemed, was kind of confusing from both teams. Like, I don't The Blazers are I straight might, up fire yeah. sale. I mean, they, I don't know. Other than their best player. Yeah. Who's on the wrong side of 30. But like, maybe their seems... best, maybe their best player was the whole reason that they did this. Maybe he said, look, I want a fresh start. I want to build this team like the way I want it. You know, get get some cap space, free everyone up, just get rid of everyone. We'll try again next year, and I want to bring in the people I want to bring in. But, again, it, it was very confusing that the Blazers just kind of basically sold their entire like, team for nothing. Right, I get I get them selling. Like I said, I just don't get why you sell and keep them there. Yeah, 
Uh, maybe maybe he didn't have any interest because no one knows how bad his injury is. But that seems. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I, sure I, someone would have thrown a flyer. I mean, they could wait till the off season until he's healthy too. I mean, Dame said before he wants to stay in Portland, but I just don't think they can put a winning team around him. It's hard in the NBA if you don't. The teams like that that aren't just free, you know, free agent destinations. You have to hit all your draft picks. You have to look into it. Yep, absolutely. Which leads us to our next location, the Pacers. The Pacers made some big moves in this uh, trade deadline. The first one, Karis Levert to the Cavs for Rubio and draft picks. Um, So, I mean, now the Pacers have presumably three top 35 draft picks in next year's draft. But like you said, it's hard to hit in the draft. I mean, and the Pacers historically have not been great at it. Um, But it does free up about $18 million of cap space for next offseason with Rubio's expiring contract. So, you know, some things that people like, cap space money and draft picks. So the, the Pacers checked all those boxes. Um, I, I don't hate that trade. I mean, personally, a lot of people were like, wow, we traded Karis LeVert for nothing. But, I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, they didn't – did they not trade Rubio today? No. I'm kind of surprised they didn't – use Rubio to, you know, trade his expiring to pick up a pick and take on a big contract or something. Like when they got trade or when they made that trade, that's what I assumed was going to happen there. Yeah. Um I mean, it's an expiring deal. Like you said we got picks. Um Pacers really haven't had the most success on picks. I mean, in what the past decade their biggest hits have been Paul George, Miles Turner, and I guess Forte this year. Other than that, it's been kind of scarce on players that actually hit. Yeah. Those... Although I, I did like this draft this year. Duarte is solid. Uh, Isaiah Jackson looks like he's decent. Uh, Dewey Washington Jr. has lit up the board a couple games. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think this past year we made – great strides in our draft picks. Um, so if we can continue that streak, I mean, it, we could be seeing a Pacers team, you know, transformed. And like you said, small market team like this, a lot of times you have to draft well to be relevant. And so, um, you know, we're kind of hoping for that. Um, but then that leads us into the next trade. And this trade, I actually really love uh, Sabonis, Holiday, and Lamb to the Kings for Halliburton, Heald, and Tristan Thompson. Um, the, the Kings are getting buried for this trade, Tyler. <laughs> I mean, I like this trade a lot more. A lot of people were kind of like, you know, what the heck, Pacers, you didn't get any picks. Oh. But, I mean, like we said, Pacers haven't really hit on their draft picks lately, but the pe- players they've traded for have actually re- done really well. Like, you look at the Paul George trade. You know, people didn't think Oladipo would be anything. Oladipo played great when he was on the Pacers. Sabonis, you know, not really thought of highly when he was traded here. He played great. I mean, the people they traded for, I mean, Levert played well. Like, Yeah. Pretty much, the you know, Brogdon's been great. Their best players for the, other than Turner for the past, what, probably five years, ever since Paul George left, have all been people they traded for, not people they drafted. So, like, them getting Halliburton, who has been – you know, already been good yeah. in the NBA in, what, second year, I believe? 
I, I know he's 21 years old. I don't know if it's his, like, second or third year, but, I mean, regardless, right, We they now have a young, upcoming star. We've already seen some of his potential, and we don't have to draft to get this. This is a sure thing. We already know what kind of player this guy is. Um, so, I think mean, the Pacers, I mean, they I think they came out big winners in the trade deadline. You know, they got – three top 35 draft picks. They got cap space for next year and they got a young and upcoming star. And I think even like healed, I mean, he, I don't know where he fits in because we're very guard heavy now, but I mean, I think he's still serviceable. I mean, the, my, the only issue with healed is he's old mm. or, you know, he's what a fourth, fourth, fifth year player. And he's going to be 30 by the end of the year, I believe. Yeah. But I mean, Good shooter, you know. Uh, at least spread the court. He'll be fun, you know. He'll probably sell some sell some more tickets because he's fun to watch. Everyone remembers his run at Oklahoma in the tournament. That was electric. So I know he has a lot. He has name power, at least. Yeah. You say sure. Buddy Healed, people know who Buddy Healed is, like, which is kind of surprising. A lot of a lot of my friends who are kind of casual fans, you know, saw Buddy Healed and like, oh yeah, Buddy Healed, like you know, got excited about him and not Halliburton. It's like, you know, Halliburton's a clear, the clear target here. That's who we wanted. Yeah, for sure. And I, I don't even know Tristan Thompson. I mean, just another big that uh, can get down there and, you know. They actually already said he won't play for the Pacers. <laughs> okay. That's kind of what I figured, but I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah. He's, he's wants to play for a contender, but I mean, I also – Suck at basketball and <laughs> getting paid to play for a contender. So yeah, him and I, one and the same there. Yeah, at least in the eyes, at least in the eyes of the Pacers. <laughs> nice. Any other uh, trades or anything, Tyler, that caught your eye? Or you want to talk about? Uh, let me scroll through, refresh my memory. There was a lot of movement today. A lot Let's of movement. Um. Nothing really huge. A lot of smaller things. Yeah. I know the Celtics. Oh, we forgot the Celtics dumped Bull Bull and PJ Dozier. For like a future second round draft pick? Well, they gave up a pick and money to yeah. get rid of them. They just wanted them off the books. It, it did that move and all the other moves with the Celtics did help them get under the luxury cap. The issue with them now is they are under the luxury cap. They have around $3 million to spend. But all the moves today have left them with five open roster spots and like two million, like two to $3 million to fill them. So, I mean, they may be able to... I mean, they've been playing great lately. They won their last nine straight, I believe. Yeah. Um, buyout market comes soon. You know, always happens the day after trade, or trade deadline. They might be able to get somebody coming in for, you know, vet men's just because they think, hey, you know, Celtics have a good chance. I mean, they're, what, like six, six in the East right now, but I believe, like, the East is close. Like, that yeah. Six in the East is, what, four games back from first? Yeah, it's very close in the East, yeah. And I believe the Celtics have, like, some of the highest net ratings in most stats right now because they've been playing so well lately. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Tristan Thompson, you know, Probably be bought out. Maybe go back to the Celtics. Was he ever on the Celtics, or am I making that up? He was. He was. He was last year. You were not making that up. He was not very inspiring play from him last year. Gotcha. Uh, Goran I mean, Dragic. 
Dragic, he got traded today to the Spurs, and they already said, I think, that he's going to be bought out. So, um, They were just, you know, they were basically doing what I thought the Celtics, or not Celtics, sorry, the Pacers would do with Rubio. Yeah. You know, they traded away some people, some expirings, took on Dragic's big contract and got rewarded with a first-round pick, I believe. There was a second, I want to say first. Uh, Probably, I believe a protected first is what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I've got this up here. Yeah, they gave up Thad Young, Drew Eubanks, and uh, the Pistons 2022 pick and got back. Uh, or, yeah, and got back Goran Dragic and the Raptors 2022 first round pick project or protected one through 14. This year, projected one through 13 in 2023 turns into two future seconds if it doesn't convey in those two years. So they basically just said, Hey, we stink this year. We're not going anywhere. Send us Dragic. You know, we'll eat that salary cap, but we want to, you know, we want your pick. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like I said, that's what I assumed the Pacers were going to do with some of the people, the expiring contract they got. Didn't happen. Oh, well. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't hate the spot the Pacers are in. No, I mean, they've got good talent. They've got, like you said, with the picks they have, that Rockets second-round pick should be in the top, you know, top first few picks of that second round. That's a lot of people call that the uh, European lottery because that's where a lot of the European players are taken. Mm. That the scouts don't have good, you know, we've seen, we've seen a lot of good European players come out of the second round. I believe with Jokic was, I believe. Possibly, yeah. You know, Mono Ginobili. Yeah. You know, we've seen it happen before. It's a good spot. And Pacers think so. They should have a high pick. Yep. yep. In a good spot, like he says. Yep. All right, Tyler. So now that we're done with talking trades, let's get into the actual slate for tonight. I need your assistance. You know, we've been... We've been close the past few. We've been close the past few nights, Tyler. We have been so close. Couple heartbreakers. Couple heartbreakers, but tonight's the night. Tonight's the night we hit it big. This first one, I think it's an easy one, but I'm still taking your opinion on it. Grizzlies at Pistons. Grizzlies twelve point favorites over under two twenty five and a half. Let me verify that that line is still there. Ugh, but. While we wait, uh, Pistons fourteen and twelve ATS at home. Grizzlies nineteen and eight ATS away. Grizzlies six and one ATS their last seven. Pistons one and four ATS their last five. Um, Cade Cunningham is officially out tonight for the Pistons. Um, you know nothing crazy going on with the Grizzlies injury wise. I heavy lean to the Grizzlies here, Tyler. What say you? Uh, Pistons stink. Let's be real here. <laughs> the the Pistons Not... were one of the teams that screwed me in my thing the other night. Oh, was that the one against the spread they've had in their last four? No, they, they lost. got you. No, I bet on the Pistons and they lost. Oh, it. and that was the one that cost me. So, um, I mean, like we said, the Pistons stink, man. And when when Cunningham's out, he's their best player. So I liked, I actually liked the Grizzlies minus twelve, even if Cade was playing. Now that he's not, I like this even more. I'm with you. I mean, like I said, 
just not a good basketball team. Yeah. Grizzlies have been playing well. I mean, especially those last seven games, like you said, six and one against the spread. Yeah. Pretty solid. Ridiculous. Tough to argue first. Yep. So we're going Grizz minus 12 there. All right. This next one, this next one's very interesting. The, the Nets at the Wizards. The uh, the Wizards are one and a half point favorites at home. The over under here is at two seventeen and a half. Um, Brooklyn obviously owns all major offensive categories. Um, Wizards twelve and fifteen ATS at home. Nets fourteen and fourteen ATS away. Nets zero and five ATS their last five. Wizards one and eight ATS their last nine. Beal and Gafford, and obviously Porzing God now are out for the Wizards. Durant, Harden's gone, so he's out. Uh, Harris is out. Uh, Aldridge is out. And then whoever they traded for, um, Simmons is out. Murray's no. out. Drummond's Millsap out. Millsap got traded too, so he's not there. So for all of these reasons, I actually lean the under 218.5. Or it's actually 217.5, but I still like the under here. Um, the Nets haven't scored more than 112 in their last five, and the Wizards' highest-scoring game in the last five is 106. Um, I I don't know who can score for the Nets other than Irving. I don't know who can score for the Wizards, period. Um, I mean, I, I think this under is uh, is a pretty much a lock at this point. I'm with you. I, I couldn't even tell you who's suiting up for the Nets today, really. I actually saw a tweet for it. Um, let me see if I can find it. Oh, here we go. Nets available players on Thursday. Kyrie Irving, Patty Mills, Kessler Edwards, James Johnson, Blake Griffin, Javon Carter, Bruce Brown, Cam Thomas, David Duke Jr., and Darren Sharp. That's their uh, entire that, roster tonight. Yeah, that doesn't instill me with confidence in them. And even with the fact that that is their roster, I don't feel comfortable taking the Wizards to win this game. So this is at the Wizards then since Kyrie's playing? Correct. Okay. So I, I think the under is the play. I was expecting this under to be at like 206. When I saw it as high as 217, I thought this was an easy under. I mean, I like it. I mean, they're shorthanded. Their rotation's going to be really short. Players that don't get a lot of run are going to be in. They're probably going to be gassed. Yeah. You and, know, and not a lot of not a lot of scoring on that uh, roster anyways. Correct. So. And then wizard scores are out or unavailable too. So, yeah. Well, and I guess Dinwiddie, he was on Washington, wasn't he? So that's another Mm -hmm. another scorer for Washington that's not going to be playing there tonight. So, I mean, yeah, it's just it's going to be an ugly game. Yeah, yeah, not one you want to watch. No, (laughs) (laughs) not my league pass choice of the night. No. Also, speaking of league pass, I have that now. So we should do like a watch party sometime. You ever seen that? Maybe it's only on PC, but I can definitely be like, hey, let's start a watch party, and then we watch on the same stream, and we could probably comment and talk back and forth. Perfect. I'm down for that. (laughs) But moving on, uh, the Heat at the Pelicans. The Heat are – well, let me check and make sure. The Heat are four-point favorites. The over-under is 217.5. Pelicans 14 10 and 1 ATS at home. Heat 18 and 13 ATS away. Heat 12 and 6 ATS their last 18. Pelicans a surprising 5 and 0 ATS their last 5. 
Um, it looks like pretty much everyone is playing tonight for the Pelicans, even CJ McCollum and Tony Snell. Um, I'm trying to look real quick. I think they announced that I don't know if Harrow was listed as questionable or if he's listed as out. Let me. So Harrow is listed as questionable. He was a late add to the injury report. But other than that, it seems like everyone is uh, playing tonight. Um, I, I I have no idea with this one, Tyler. I struggled heavily uh, figuring this game out. I'm, I'm curious if you have a take or a thought that uh, might sway one way or the other. Uh, do we have? Do we have to make a pick today on this one? Because it's I I I am completely okay with uh, staying I mean, away from this one. I mean, yeah, I mean, this one might be a stay away. There's just you know, there's a lot of factors we don't really understand. You know, we don't really have the information on. We don't know what. I mean, just the trade deadline. You don't know what you're getting into. What teams are going to look like? You know, if McCollum even knows the offense at all of what they're running. Well, that that's the exact thing, and like. Originally, I was thinking maybe Pelicans because of McCollum, but then you're right. Like, you just don't know. Like, Sabonis came out last night, balled out for the Kings, led them to a 15-point win over the Timberwolves. But not every trade will be like that. You know, it's and especially with McCollum, who's more of a guard player, it's a lot harder to be just kind of a, you know, throw in there and just go down low and just do what you can. You know, it, there's right. actually you actually have to know what you're doing in guard. You have to run the offense some. So I, I, I am completely good with uh, staying away from that one tonight. I mean, I just, you know, I don't see the point in risking money when there's no real, you know, the numbers don't really give us any indication on what to do because, you know, these numbers count for anything today. That is correct. That is correct. Very wise you are, Tyler. All right. Moving on. Raptors at Rockets. The Raptors, seven and a half point favorites on the road. Over-unders, 226 and a half. Rockets, a Whopping eight and seventeen ATS at home. Raptors fifteen nine and one ATS away. Raptors are also seven and zero ATS their last seven. Rockets one and six ATS last seven. Two teams obviously going in opposite directions. Um, Eric Gordon is listed as out for the Rockets, and then Fred Van Vliet is out for the Raptors. Um, I still think I heavily lean to the Raptors in this matchup, Tyler. But what are you thinking? I mean, I'm with you, as you've said before, you know, and the numbers back it up. Raptors are really good away teams. They're good, you know, they're just good on the road. Not a lot of teams are. Rockets aren't good anywhere. <laughs> true. Very true. Doesn't matter where they play. And, I mean, I don't think the Raptors made any huge moves today, did they? They, really just, they just got rid of Drogic, right? Who wasn't playing? Who anyways. wasn't playing? Yeah. So no, I the Raptors pretty much just got rid of Dragic and stayed put. I think. And so I mean, you know, everyone's there, but Bambi, good on the road, playing a bad team. I mean, Stevens not that important. So. Well, and I guess technically, right? The Rockets got rid of Daniel Tice. I mean, that's pretty much the only move they did. I don't know if Tice was playing much for him, but you got to think he was at least doing something. I mean, one of their better shooters out in Eric Gordon. So. Yeah, 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 for sure. So we'll go Raptors then on that one. Uh, the next game, Clippers at Mavericks. Uh, Mavericks, seven-point favorites. Uh, over-unders, 215.5. Mavericks, 15-13-1 ATS at home. Clippers, 14-13 ATS away. 
Clippers one and four ATS the last five. Mavericks five and two ATS the last seven. When I originally did this, I had Porzing God out for the Mavericks. He's obviously no longer there, but Dinwiddie is obviously out for the Mavericks. Um, and then Hardaway is also out for the Mavericks. And then obviously PG and Kawhi are still out for the Clippers. Um, and to put, put this into perspective a bit, Tyler, Porzing God and Hardaway missed those last five games for the Mavs, and they still have been like five and two ATS their last seven. So I, I lean the Mavericks. I don't like this Clippers team. I, I don't like them even when – you know, Paul George and Kawhi are playing, but uh, I I tend to fade the Clippers, and I think the Mavericks with Luka can still uh, put up some points and score enough to cover the spread. I'm with you 100%. Um, it's just a weird Clippers team, man. Like, Well, and so actually with this, with this Clippers team, one thing to kind of keep an eye on, and I don't know if tonight's the night, but they had a couple games there when they were down – 20 to 30 points and then come back and actually win. So if you do if you do play the Mavericks on this, keep an eye on the game. If the Mavericks get up like a serviceable lead, you might want to sprinkle you might want to sprinkle a little live money on the uh the Clippers money line because they salt base sprinkle. You you never you never know when that Clippers team is just going to turn it on and just roar back and take a random win. So keep an eye on that if you are taking the Mavericks in this one. All right, this one, NBA Finals rematch. The Bucks at the Suns. Suns, four-point favorites, I think still. Let me check. Yep, our Suns, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, the over-under is at 233. Uh, Suns, 13-14 ATS at home. Bucks, 15-13 ATS away. Bucks, 5-1 ATS the last six. Suns, 3-2 ATS the last five. The, Sun, the Suns have been averaging 112 points the last five. That is excluding the Bulls game. Because the Bulls against the Bulls they scored 127, so I kind of consider that an outlier. Um, the Bucks are averaging 123.4 over their last five. I know this total is high, Tyler, but I'm I'm looking at possibly the over here. Um, I was just looking. The Suns really only lost Jalen Smith, right? Yes. And the uh, Tory Craig for Jalen Smith. Correct. In the second, so obviously Jalen or. Jalen Smith won't be there. Torrey Craig won't be there. But Jalen Smith didn't play a ton anyway. So you're just leaning over. I so I struggle with this one. I mean, the numbers almost suggest taking the Bucks, but in a game like this, especially like a finals rematch, you have to imagine both teams will be up to it. So I, I don't know what. This is why I need your help because I the the numbers didn't. Stick out to me. It didn't suggest anything. And then I was looking at some of the higher scoring games these last these teams have been playing the last few. And I was I was leaning the over and just hope for points in a good game. But um, I, I'm I'm open to discussion or thoughts. So Bucks obviously traded Divincenzo. Yeah. Um, Lopez is still out, I believe. Right, like he's out for a while. Yeah, and that's only their two real. George Hill, George Hill's out. Um, he's probably you know sixth, seventh man. He's serviceable. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Giannis obviously going to do his thing. Yep. Chris Paul's going to do his thing. Booker's going to do his thing. We saw what Giannis did to eight in the playoffs. So, I mean, a lot of probably a lot of points scored, like you said. I'm I'm with you on the over here. I mean, it's kind of a higher number, but. I mean, it should be a 
Should be a good game. You know, the Disney spirits flowing through us saying, hey, you know, take the over. You don't want to root for a boring game. So. That's right. That's right. And especially a game like this where pretty much everyone's going to be watching. You know, it's going to be the, the highlight of the night, the game of the night. You'd have to assume NBA Finals rematch. Um, Is that nationally televised? Uh, good question. I do not know that question, answer. Is it sure. is it TNT Thursday? Oh shit! It is TNT yeah. Thursday. Appropriate. Um, oh. So it is that this game is on TNT. It is one of the TNT Thursday games. There you go. So um, so biggest stage. Like we don't want to root for a bad game. National right. television. Let's let's send the over. Right. Probably not great. Probably not great gambling logic. They're saying you don't want to see a bad game, but it's all right. You know, to each their own. The numbers supported too. We promise. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. All right, Tyler. This next game, the last game, we have the Knicks at the Warriors. Warriors nine and a half point favorites. Over under is two eighteen. Um, Golden State owns all the major offensive categories, obviously. Warriors seventeen and ten, seventeen ten and two ATS at home. Knicks twelve and fifteen ATS away. Knicks one and six ATS their last seven. Warriors two two and one ATS their last five. However. The Warriors last night lost to the Jazz without Rudy Gobert by 26 points last night. This team uh, is in a bad spot, even though their numbers may not necessarily indicate it. Um, Draymond and Clay Thompson are both out for Golden State tonight. Um, the Knicks are without R.J. Barrett. Um, let me make sure nothing changed. Oh, wait. Clay Thompson is playing. Sorry, that changed. Um, but Draymond Green is still out. RJ Barrett, Derrick Rose out for the Knicks. Um, what, what, are you, what are you thinking here? I mean, to, to be honest, the way the Warriors have been playing of late, the way the Knicks have been playing of late, I like the under of 217.5 or 218, whatever it is. But I was also thinking Knicks. I mean, I know the Knicks have been bad, but Golden State is a different team without Draymond Green out there. I know Draymond doesn't score a lot of points, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just a different team without Draymond. So I'm, I'm curious. This is another one where I'm, I could be convinced either to go with the under or any other team. So I'm curious as to what your uh, your thoughts are here. Okay. Uh, I don't know if our mutual friend Jake texted you this. He said he was going to. I, he did send some stuff. He told me after – the past couple days, he's he's full on fade the Warriors on bets. Still, Draymond comes back. Hey, I'm with him. I'm 100 percent with him. He said he's tired. He's been betting on them. They haven't been covering. They've been losing, getting blown out even. So, like he said, you know, I'm like you said, you got to win your bet together, win together. Yeah. I mean, if if they're out here blowing the spreads, blowing you know, blowing games with good players out, I'm with him. Like. Maybe fade the Warriors. I, so that kind of to your Knicks, your Knicks lean you were going on. Correct. And I was astounded this morning when I saw this line was this high. I mean, I don't know that the Warriors right now without Draymond could beat any team by nine and a half points. Like, I don't think they could ever win by double digits. I mean, sure, if Steph and Clay and whoever, like, just super heats up and lights it up from three, that'll happen. They'll beat a team by double digits. But I, 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 I feel good with the Knicks plus nine and a half here. I'm with you. I mean, like nine and a half, a lot of points, and 
is a team that just got blown out to a less talented team missing their best defender. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so recap of those games. We got the Grizzlies minus 12, under 217.5, the Nets, Washington Wizards, Raptors minus 7.5, Mavericks minus 6.5, Bucks, Suns over 233, and Knicks plus 9.5. You parlay those together, it's $1 to win 4877. And then I will be also using these to go ahead and put in the Hail Mary parlay of the day, which we will get to here shortly. Let's get it. All right, Tyler. Uh, let's review the dumbest dummy picks from Monday. Uh, your boy here went even Stevens, two and two. Um, in the dumbest dummy competition, I am down 7.96 units, and Diz, after a one and two Monday, is down 1.05 units. So I have some ground that I need to make up. Oh, early in the month to be down. You put yourself in quite a hole here, sir. It, it all came from the very first episode in February when I went 3-10 and 10 on player props, and I haven't found my way back up since. Player prop, Patty. But I will tell you, Tyler, I have the ones tonight that will get us two positive units. There we go. So, first one, Tyler. Sidney Crosby to score one-plus goals versus the Ottawa Senators. That is a boost tonight. That is plus 250. You know why this is significant? Why is it significant? Um, I don't know much about hockey. He is one goal away from his 500th career goal. The Senators are not a very strong team. They are, everyone's hoping that this hits, and that's great value. It's boosted from plus 160 to plus 250. So that's number one on my dumbest dummy pick for tonight. So he's going to be getting the puck and firing what? You would have to assume so. Slappers from the blue line, like me and NHL. <laughs> That's right. That's right. 100%. Um, my next one, Tyler, I'm going the Memphis Grizzlies to win by 31-plus points. I mean, you've hit on some of these before. so I have. I trust, I trust them. And if, and if there's a team to do it against, it is the Pistons. The Mavericks, when they played them last game, the Mavericks were without Porzing God. The Mavericks were without Hardaway, and they won by 26 points against them. The Grizzlies team, they play great defense. They score easily. This game will be a dog walk. It'll be over. I just got to hope when it gets down to garbage time, they can hold on to that 30-plus point lead. That's always the issue. They... They can have a 30-point lead going into the fourth quarter and then not end up covering the 31 points. So, I mean, they do have a lot of young players in their main roster. They may get a little more playing time and garbage time than you'd expect just because they're young. So I like it. I'm, I'm on board. And then my last bet, Tyler, I'm going simple here. I'm going with that Nets Wizard under. I really I really think there's no way that gets anywhere near it. I'm a big fan of the Nets unders when KD has been out. Um, so I'm going Nets Wizards under for that third competition bet. Like, I mean, we talked about before. I mean, there's no one to score other than Irving, so should be you know, pretty confident in that one, too. I like that one a lot. Absolutely. All right, Tyler. Uh, group best bets time. We went two and two. Thanks to your late Tyler, uh, you know, college basketball pick of the night. The Texas money line pick came through big for us. 
If it weren't for that, we would have had a negative night. Um, as a group, we are down 1.21 units, so we're right there. We're not, we're not down seven units like your boy here in the competition. We're only 1.21 units. We can easily get that back tonight. Um, I think for a group best bet, we have to go Knicks plus nine and a half since, you know, Jake's also riding with us in that one. We'll, we'll let Jake get in on that one. He's not here, so we know what he's saying. I mean, that's all he said to me today. You know, he walked in the door and said, tell Pat we're fading them. Fade the Warriors till Draymond's back. Lover, you're not going to get any rebuttal from me on that one. Um, wh- which other of these NBA ones or any college basketball or anything uh, strikes your fancy tonight? Well, you know me. Coming in unprepared, let me take some peeks real quick at what we got. So we're in on So we're in on the Grizz Pistons, right? Yep. You want to do the Grizz minus twelve? You see. I mean Grizz minus twelve looks good. Um I'll produce probably gonna Ooh, produce three only three and a half over unranked Michigan. So that's an interesting one. So um, do you remember when uh, Michigan beat IU? It was after that Purdue game. Was that game mm-hmm. at Michigan or was that at IU? Let me tell you right quick. Because I also was eyeing this game, and I was thinking maybe you could get good value with Michigan at home against Purdue. Uh, no, that was at IU. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, you compare the two. I mean, I know it's not – you can't exactly go apples to oranges and especially, like, you know, saying it. But literally, the game after IU beat Purdue at home, IU lost to this Michigan team. And a lot of people are saying this Michigan team is, like, as healthy as it's been all season. They had high expectations coming in, but they were kind of hurt, beat up, COVID, whatever. They're finally back fully healthy. I don't – and getting points with Michigan at home in the Big Ten matchup, you know, I don't, I don't hate that. These two teams literally just played on Saturday at Purdue, mm-hmm. and Purdue won by six. Hey, they say, you I know, think, three points. I think in, I, I mean, I think in three points for home court, in the, especially the Big Ten in college basketball, I think that's easy. Oh, I, can't. I mean, they're familiar. Like Michigan was – what, a top five ranked team, top ten ranked team before the season started, so they obviously have talent. Yeah. Just and we've seen them put it together for big games before at home against the team that didn't blow them out at their own place, which I mean it's playing at Purdue's not an easy game either. So Nope. So I'm not, right. I was just kind of looking at that. That one looks good to me. So I'm there for that one. Perfect. So Group best bets, we have Knicks plus 9.5, Grizzlies minus 12, and Michigan plus 3 versus Purdue, which leads us to the Hail Mary parlay of the day. Let me just put these picks in real quick. Thank you. Thank you. Actually, let's – we're going we're gonna to get some juice on this one real quick. Hold on. Got to get some juice going. Not in, not in the notes. What's not in the notes? You're gonna actually make me have to guess this now. Well, yeah, because I wanted to put in our NBA picks into the Hail Mary parlay of the day, so I didn't want to come in with preconceived notions. 
you didn't want to bet against yourself. Exactly. Oh man, Tyler, this is a juicy one. All right. Thirteen so legs. Thirteen legs. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to take a guess on it? Just take a wild guess. We look at no rest. So thirteen legs. Yes, sir. Let me. Are we taking a? Are we looking at how many digits we looking at here? Are you talking decimal point or no decimal point? I mean, we looking at four digits or five digits. Four digits. There's four. Four digits. digits. Okay. I mean, I'm. I'm gonna say around four thousand. Very good guess. It is one dollar to win three thousand six hundred and fifteen dollars and seventy cents. Very, very well done, sir. I mean, I had to take it in. <laughs> I mean, kind of. But uh, so we got Grizzlies minus twelve, Brooklyn, Washington under two seventeen and a half, Raptors minus seven and a half, Mavericks minus six and a half, Bucks Suns over two thirty three, Knicks plus nine and a half, Sabers money line. Hurricanes, Bruins over five and a half. Capitals, Canadians over six. Penguins in regulation, 60-minute line. Blues, regulation, uh, what am I? I just blank. Blues in regulation, 60-minute uh, line. Avalanche, money line, and Maple Leafs, money line. This, this feels like the one, Tyler. This This feels like the one. You are the one, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Tyler. Anything that you need to get off your chest, sir, before we uh, call her a day? Uh, no. I think I'm. I think I've said my piece thus far. It's wild trade deadline. Uh, I like a lot of the moves. I think I got my said my most important piece on the Ben Simmons part. Just hoping I'm hoping I'm wrong there. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SportsBetByDumb. Also, check us out on the YouTube. Search for Sports Betting by Dummies in your search bar. Make sure you filter by channel. We should be the first one up there. Look for the black and yellow logo. You cannot miss it. Um, hope everyone has a nice, profitable night. And we will see you all tomorrow.